Hi everyone, welcome back. I've been a mom for almost six years now and a really big portion of the first three years I was alone because my husband worked away a lot and would often be away for weeks and in some cases months at a time. I wish that I had known these things that we're going to share with you today because while it wouldn't have changed the situation, it would have really helped me to cope a bit better. So if you are intimidated by solo parenting or you have a stint coming up, this episode is for you. We're going to share our experiences and the mistakes that we made. And then we're also going to leave you with a few tips to help you on your way. If you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please spread the love and share it with them. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Vicky. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Two Moms and a Mic. A weekly podcast where we chat about our experience as relatively new parents trying to make it in this busy modern world. We talk about the struggles and joys that come with parenting and we also focus on the impact this can have on our mind and body. As moms, we all want the same things, right? We want to be happy, to be healthy and to raise our kids to be the same way. So the goal of this podcast is to bring you helpful tips and information to make this happen. So join us in the quest to improve your overall health and happiness levels just a little bit each day, whilst juggling being a mom, of course. We're all fumbling through this together. Let's do it. How are you doing, Jones? Yeah, all fine. I'm surviving. I'm actually surviving this week. I'm doing the, I'm doing some solo parenting over here. And yeah, I I was intimidated initially when Gordon said he was going to be gone for a full week. And I I actually thought he was coming back on the Saturday and then and in our little shared diary it says Sunday. So he's been he's gone from Sunday to Sunday and he called yesterday to check in and I was like, "What?" why are you only getting back on Sunday? I don't, I don't remember us talking about this. And he's like, no, 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 remember, we, we agreed that on Saturday I could do like a touristy day of, of Austin, Texas. I was like, never, never in a hundred years would I have agreed to this, ever, <laughs> to, for you to be gone for a full week and then to add a tourist day on top. Never, ever. Never. And he's like, no, I'm sure we oh, did. shame. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's gone Sunday to Sunday. But it's actually been okay so far. We we in quite a routine now. We are, we we know what's what's happening next. We very prep for everything, and that just makes things a little bit easier. What's the longest you've ever done without Gordon? I think this is it. I think a week. I think a full this week is, is the longest. Okay. I'm trying to think back. He was in Mexico last year, for yeah, maybe just over a week. But no, a week. But last year and this year are just miles apart in terms of yeah. ease with it all. Like having a, a two-year-old just turned two-year-old versus a just turned three-year-old, is a, it makes a big difference. Massive difference. Massive difference. Uh, in terms of like yeah, those first two physical years, exhaustion, huh? I don't, I'm not feeling it as much as I did last, last year. I remember feeling so tired at the end of every day. I mean, I still am tired at the end of each day for sure. But not to the point where I would just like 
like not give a shit about the dishes or anything. I'd just go put myself directly into bed and go to sleep. And I'd come back downstairs and the house would just be a complete tip, at, which sets you off for a bit of a rough start to the day. But this time around, yeah. I feel like I've got just a little bit more energy to come downstairs, sort everything out, pack the boys' bags for school the next day, sort out their water bottles, get their their clothes ready on the stairs so that they can get themselves dressed. Um, and then I go and have a bath and then I get into bed. And it's just made, it's just such a different experience now. It's not nearly as daunting. And actually, we're really efficient and we get out the door pretty, pretty early as opposed to the mad scramble that we have most days when Gordon's on morning duty. So the parenting thing is interesting. I used to go through a lot of it. Mm. Um, is when Abby was born, Tony was still, you know, captaining a yacht. And he was, you know, in Turkey, in the Med. We would follow him around, me and Abby. So he oh was... Oh, God. And in 2019, I was thinking about it when I was prepping for this episode, 2019... When she was, she was like one and a half, uh, her and I came back to Sweden and we spent almost four months here without seeing him. I remember um, that actually. Which was super interesting. And then, so after that, it's anytime he goes away for a few days or a week or whatever, I'm like, I got this. Because mm. I feel like at the beginning I was terrified and also because it was like a new baby and I didn't know what oh, I was doing sure. and I was in all these different places on my own. And um, but it made me think that solo parenting or actually any parenting, it's it's a skill. And so the more mistakes you make and the more experience you have with it, the easier it gets. So in the beginning, mm. it might be like really daunting for you. And yeah. then as you go a little bit more, a little bit more, it just becomes kind of another day. Yeah, um, you sort of like... Uh, but you can't get there with without time. experiencing it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You've got to kind of yeah. go through it to learn what works for you and what doesn't work. Yeah. It's, it's a skill that you've got to... And you have to make those mistakes. You have to go through it. You can't just... You know, we're going to talk about some things that's going to make it easier here on this episode. But still, anyone listening, when you go through your first week or three days or whatever solo parenting, you might know a little bit more than, say, you and I knew at the beginning. But it's still going to be, it's still going to be something. Yeah, absolutely. It's an exciting it's a little time for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. change. So, I mean, there's some people that... that permanently solo parent that are on their own for this parenting journey and have obviously worked it all out and and are in a good you know routine not to say that it's it's easy it's going to be that much harder when you're doing it on your own but you work out ways to to make it work but this this episode is kind of on us that are used to having a partner with us for for the most part and then suddenly mm -hmm. that partner's taken away and we have to work out how to parent on our own for a little bit right yeah, definitely. This is for sure not about being a single parent because neither of us knows anything about mm. that. But 
but yeah, no, just exactly exactly what you said, just about how to, how to handle it. And it and it's going to be different from obviously it's going to be different family to family because some partners take a big role with the kids, mm. some take a very little role and it depends on their work schedule and, and just your schedule. And some parents and, take a big role with the, with the household chores and some don't. And that's <clears throat> that's yeah. the one thing that, yeah. that I feel when Gordon is away most is it's not so much the parenting. I mean, of course, Gordon is a very hands-on parent as well, but he works a lot and he gets home quite late in the evening. Yeah. So I'm on my own with the boys most of the time anyway. So that's not really the hard part. But Gordon takes on a lot of the kind of like domestic responsibilities, especially for us living abroad. We don't have help around the house. So we... We work together as this little team and, you know, I put the laundry into the lawn, into the washing machine and I pop it into the dryer or hang it up on the clothes horse and then he will bring it in and he'll fold it and either put it on the bed for me to pack away or he'll pack it away. But it's this kind of like well-oiled machine that works and now just that half has gone and I want to just zoom in on the laundry pile. Well, since um, since Gord's normally does the the folding, why don't you just use my system when he's away? This is my laundry system. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you wait until you absolutely have to do laundry. <laughs> like everyone's not sure if the clothes have been used or not. It's like it's getting dodgy. Mm. Then, then you wash them because now you're desperate. Now you've got a reason to get them clean yeah. otherwise it's just like oh you know then you hang them up on the line no you know inside we've got the little drying rack and then when you need new clothes you just go there and you fetch them <laughs> <laughs> that becomes the new cupboard see these houses are so small that i don't want to be living like alongside my laundry clothes horse for the most yeah, part. Mine's in and a also separate the room. boys will just try and climb it <laughs> and they'll take the, the clothes off and throw them at each other and like whip each other with like towels. It's just not worth it for me. So, but what I am doing is I'm just creating this monstrosity of a pile of clothing on the couch that's sort of like out of the way. And I'm going to see how long I can go <laughs> without um, folding it and maybe we can get to Sunday and then Gordon can come straight back into his second job which is laundry folding <laughs> well after he just had a day of sightseeing yeah I mean fold some laundry right yeah absolutely <laughs> Jones what what for you do you think is the most challenging part then of the solo parenting do you think it would be that what you just said about the household chores or is it just the feeling of support or? um yeah a bit of both so Gordon does it does help with the, the cleaning and the tidying of stuff so I mean but I'm doing that all throughout the day as I kind of go along but then normally in the evenings while I'm putting the boys to sleep or I'm reading to Connor and he'll sit with Harry a lot of the time as well but then he'll normally get Harry down earlier and then he'll come and start making a making a start on you know the bomb site that is the lounge with toys everywhere and stuff everywhere and with him not around, it's just another thing for me to come downstairs and deal with after getting them to bed quite late. So th it's that. And then also the mornings. I'm not a morning person as much as I try to be. I'm aspiring to be. I'm just not at the moment. And he normally does the morning shift with the kids. And so that is my mm. biggest struggle. I don't have... I'm doing... Because Harry still wakes up in the night. So 
I'm dealing with the broken sleep in the night and then the early mornings. And Gords doesn't seem to be as he can he can function on a lot less sleep than me and be nice. And I am kind of the opposite, where I need to have some solid sleep. And then if I don't get the solid sleep, I need to at least have a bit of a later sleep till like, I don't know, half past six, seven. Mm. I'm not talking nine o'clock here. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been getting up with the boys at six. And so that, that's the one. That's when I really miss cords is in the morning. But actually, that said, mm. I've been I've been forcibly making them take take the start of the day quite slow so because I've prepped everything the night before like clothes and school bags and I even prep I go as far as to prep breakfast the night before so I do the um overnight oats and chia seed kind of pudding thing Mm. and then that's ready to go I can then Harry comes and jumps into the bed Connor's sleeping with me anyway while Gordon's away and then we just have like a little cuddle in bed and a little play they wrestle around like lunatics and we have a little chat and then we make our way downstairs. And and while that's all happening, I'm just getting to lie there for a bit, which is quite nice <laughs> before yeah. I have to get myself up. But mainly it is just the change of routine and the change of uh, sort of responsibilities. So the, the but, early mornings, the evening cleanup and the laundry folding. That's what I'm finding most challenging. The laundry folding. <laughs> For me, maybe not now when the kids are older, but when they were younger and he was away, the worst part about it for me was that feeling of I was the only one responsible for them, you know, Mm -hmm. all the responsibility of parenting, of keeping them safe, all of this stuff was just on me even at night. So I never slept very well. Mm -hmm. I mean, Abby's always been a terrible sleeper, but so it was like that i was just feeling like i had to always be on and that for me was a lot because then as soon as he would get home i'd be like they're they're yours Mm. and i've got to go for a Mm. walk i've got to be on my own for a while so that i don't i'm not looking after i'm not getting snacks i'm not you know all of this (laughs) the snacks but at least you don't when you when they're Um, babies you have that worry about like you know, keeping them alive, making sure they're okay. And yeah. I'm just at the yeah. point now where I don't go into Harry's room and check on him all the time. I'm only just there. Um, and I think I was in Abby's room last night at 3.30 because she normally wakes up every night and comes into our bed. And she didn't last night. And 3.30, I'm awake going, where huh, is she? I wonder where she is. So I go and check on her. <laughs> yeah. And she's, you know, almost six. Fast asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Old habits die hard. So I haven't, go- I haven't gotten, gotten there yet. <laughs> no. I'm, well, Harry, Connor's in the bed with me, so I don't have to go far. But but Harry, yeah. he's, yeah, he's another story. And um, he's now in his big boy bed as opposed to his cot. So there was a little bit of an anxiety for a while because you just never, he's very unpredictable. You never know where he's going to go, or what he's going to do, but he actually doesn't know that he can get out of his bed yet. Strangely. So in the morning oh, he shouts, okay. mom, get me up, get me out of my bed. Like he doesn't know that he's allowed to just step out of his bed. Yeah. Look, I'm okay. on, I'm on day 20 of my cycle. So, um, okay. So you're feeling pretty great right about now. It's likely you'll experience lower energy levels today. Consider the impact this has on your mood. You may find you're feeling more emotionally sensitive and insular. So that's why as much as I, I Are you trying to send me a warning? Yeah, I am. I'm letting you know that I'm not at my chattiest today. 
Oh, you know what? That's actually a good point, though. How your cycle even affects the way you parent. So if you have a choice not to schedule solo parenting right. <laughs> around the around the last week of your period, because it is just the time where you're just like, go away, okay. go, yeah. everyone go yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> but I didn't, I didn't have a choice this time, unfortunately, but what you can't, you still no, have control most times, over like play dates yeah. and stuff like that, that happened during the week. And yeah. we actually have a friend coming around this evening for like a kid's dinner or something. And I'm, I'm actually considering canceling it and I'm, she's easy. She's a good friend, so it'll be fine. But I just, I feel like I need to prioritize my, my energy and my patience levels mm. And if I expend myself with this like play dates and having to make people food and having to chat, 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 and I might not be able to give my kids the best version of me later on this evening. So it's all about, I suppose, yeah. Pri- or the next morning. Yeah, or the next morning. Yeah. This morning I had to take some seriously deep breaths. I was being, when, when I was lying there trying to get my like five minutes of, of peace, I was being stood on, someone stood on my head at one point, pulled my hair, and I was just taking deep breaths. All I wanted to do was rage. I just had to take some deep breaths. And it did actually help. What do you think, or can you think of any mistakes that you made previously in solo parenting? Yeah. That you've learned from? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So previously, Mm -hmm. I would sign myself up to a lot of social things so that Mm -hmm. we kept ourselves busy and so that, you know, time would go quicker and it would just be this busy old period and everyone would be tired and asleep. And it just never, <laughs> never worked out. Never worked out. They would be tired. They'd be overtired and they'd have worse night sleeps because they were overtired. And also I would be completely mm. spent by the end of the day from all the sort of like chatting and driving around and rushing off to play dates and picking up people and going to sports and going to whatever extramurals. And I just would take on too much to try and like, uh, you know, get through the week, like make the week go faster so now I've, I'm yeah. like literally the opposite. I slow everything down. And and like even yesterday, I kind of asked Connor if he really wanted to go to swimming. I was like, you don't have to. If you don't want to go to swimming, we don't have to go. <laughs> and he did want to go and it was great. But like I've just kind of reined in on on overloading myself too much in terms of socializing and activities booked in. So that's one thing. What else have I learned from? Yeah. Oh, sleep. So sometimes when I had a little bit of energy previously and Gordon would be away, I'd come downstairs and I'd like clean this place once the boys were asleep. I'd like, Mm. it would be spotless because I'd want to wake up to a tidy house. I'd try and cook a bunch of stuff for the next day or whatever. And by the time I got to bed, it was half past 10, 11. And then just in time for Harry's second wake up of the night. And then uh, there'd be two more wake ups. And then I'd be up with Connor at quarter to six or something and be completely broken and miserable. Mm. So now, no matter what happens, I'm in bed at 9pm. And I let myself read a little bit with my little torch because Connor's sleeping next to me. And then I try to be asleep by half past nine. So if, if stuff hasn't, if I haven't been able to sort out all the dishes or I haven't been able to sort out their bags or whatever, then it's fine. I'll just deal with it in the morning. But getting that sleep is, is the most important thing for me because it keeps me kind of sane and, and obviously gives me the energy to get through the next day on my own. 
That was a massive one for me too. I used to be like that. You try and do everything. It's the same when you just become a parent and everyone says, sleep when the baby sleeps. And then you're like, yeah, but I've got to do the laundry. I've got to do this. And you end up getting yourself in a little bit of a tiz. And now, and it was the same with the solo parenting. I, I felt like everything should just run the same. And I'm the same as you. Tony takes a big role in cleaning up, tidying up, things like that, and, and with the kids. And so in the beginning, I also used to try and keep everything the same. And yeah, it would just, it would stress me out. And I would just mm. become this little, I, I couldn't wait until he got home. And that made me realize I was just wishing away this time. Mm. And which is, kind of you know it's it's silly why why be like that all laundry's not that important clean floors mm-hmm. not that important like it doesn't what does it no, matter, it matter really if these things don't matter. get done it's just mm-hmm. going to be a mess the next day anyways i mean of course it's nice to not live in a mess but it, we're talking about a week or two exactly and you've got to uh, remind that, yourself that, that it's temporary hey that it's just temporary and yeah. and that goes to like parents of 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 brand new babies and stuff as well like not just the solo parenting, it's actually really important to remember that all of these patches are just temporary. Just because your house is a pigsty this week, it doesn't mean it's always going to be a pigsty. And, and, and accepting that it's just, you know, a finite time that it's going to be this way helps you to find joy in those situations, even when you, you're living out of yeah. your comfort zone a bit. For sure. There was some advice that we got from someone who was working with Tony way back when, when I was pregnant with, uh, with Abigail. And he said to Tony, said, just remember that in the darkest hours, everything is temporary. Mm. So, and that, just that little sentence helped me through so much mm. because she would scream and cry and I would think I was going to go crazy mm. And then I would remember what he said, you know, and then I, okay, it is going to end sometime. She's going to pass out from exhaustion soon, Mm, (laughs) but, and and it goes with all of this stuff, you know, and, and of course with solo parenting, that's exactly, there is a a time where it's going to come to an end, partner's going to come back and everything's going to go back to normal. And then there's another part of that where I feel like, we are always trying to live up to other people's expectations of mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. or what we think their expectations are yeah. or what we think we should be doing. And that can influence us a lot also. Mm. Like, oh, y- you think you should just be, I'm fine. I've got this. Um, I can do this. I'm just going to be the same. But it's actually, it's okay to reach out for support and ask people for help if you're not coping. Mm. Um, and that goes for any parenting or any time not just solo parenting yeah and the flexibility Um, to like like i'm going to probably do today is is change or cancel plans that might not be suiting you or whatever just to yeah to be flexible i've got a list here of a couple of things that i thought are some things that new parents can take to prep themselves if they've got a solo parenting gig coming up 
not okay. just new parents, sorry, any parents, if they've got a solo parenting gig coming up, if you've never done it before, I've got a list of some things that might be helpful. Like we said in the beginning, it's still something you're going to have to go through to learn from your own experience, your own mm-hmm. mistakes and things like that. But number one on my list was to manage your expectations. So don't think that it's going to be don't prepare yourself for the absolute worst but then at the same time also don't think that you have to make it more special for your kids Mm. or you know this is oh now this is going to be our quality time because really all time is quality time all Mm. time with your kids is quality time and you don't have to make it more special for them probably the best thing for them is just to keep routine what do you think yeah, but yeah, I agree. That, I mean, we say all all time is quality time, and I do agree with that. But, I mean, obviously you get kind of mediocre quality time, <laughs> and oh, yeah. a, a better, a, you know, some some there's levels to that quality time. There's there's pressure for for you to turn it into some sort of like event, you know, um, mm. like it's just it's me, you, and your brother or your sister, and it's going to be the best or whatever. And we're going to do this and we're going to do that to try and almost like distract them from the change. Whereas, as you say, yeah. routine is actually what what helps them to to remain mm. sort of stable and calm in amongst the change that's happening. So the only sort of different thing I've done this time around is, well, and I do it when I went away and now when Gordon's going away is I made like a countdown chart, a little, it's called the sleep counting caterpillar. And every, every morning Connor will Mm. color in one of the little segments. My mom did it for me when, and for my brothers, when they went overseas for like three weeks or something, when we were all (laughs) very young. (laughs) <laughs> and we got palmed off to different people all over East London. We were like separated. Um, a very stressful time. But we had our sleep counting caterpillars and we got to put a sticker onto each segment for the days that my parents were away. And so they got to see when, when it just helped, helps Connor to understand how, how long he's got until Gordon gets back. But other than that, I haven't done anything particularly special because I want to try and keep it as constant as as possible tony also did that when i was away he made a chart for abigail because she kept asking when's mama coming home and then he would say you know in three days and she's like is that tomorrow and so (laughs) he did this thing where they could cross it out every day and then like okay coming back but on that similar kind of note another tip i had written down here was to prep your kids Mm. so before gourds is going away you talk to them about it say he's gonna go away it's fine he's gonna come back you know all of that especially when they're little because they might not understand that he's coming back Mm -hmm. or anything like that right talk to kids and let them know what's happening and I think that that makes a very big difference also so that they don't get home from school and then he's just gone and then you're like oh yeah he's gone on business and yeah they're gonna have the pain they're gonna have the pain and the sadness of their, their parent going away there's no way to avoid that but by preparing them for that, you're taking away the shock aspect of it, you know, yeah. and the big fright that they yeah. get, like suddenly they're gone. And yeah. I think that helps them to then move through the pain and the sadness. Or we, I kind of prep our kids for, for most things, like when I know they've got a vaccination coming up or whatever, mm. to, to prep in advance. Yeah. Although, you know, it's a tricky conversation to have and Gordon and I are quite different there he, he doesn't like any awkward conversations or confrontation or 
things like that could lead to an unpleasant reaction from the boys. So he doesn't want to put himself out there by prepping them. I have to often say to him, you need to talk to them about you going away or you need to tell them that you're going out tonight because they'll be expecting you to be there to read bedtime stories. So you got to tell them. And he's kind of like, oh, okay, mm. yeah. And then he goes and sits down and has a conversation. <laughs> it might not be the funnest conversation to have because they obviously will get upset by it. But then later yeah. on, it's it's less damaging in a way because they, they've processed it even though they yeah it gives them time to process yeah yeah, yeah exactly. exactly so th- i think that is a very important tip prepping them in advance and speaking about it in a way that you know you sympathize with their feelings but you can also make it like quite an exciting not not exciting for them but speak about it in a positive light so it doesn't sound like this like long-winded yeah. scary horrible thing that's about to encroach on their lives you know but you can say you know daddy's yeah. going away for a couple of weeks and he'll be back and who knows maybe he'll bring you a little something in his bag or whatever and try and make it an exciting thing. You've got to let him know. I mean he better bring bring something something back in that bag. Bring something home. That's the only thing I'm holding on to right now. I I use that for everything. I'm like remember there's that treat coming in daddy's bag. Um, one of one of my little one of my tips here we already talked about well you you spoke about and that was do everything you can to guard your sleep. Mm, yeah, it's important. Uh, it's an important one. And then another one also we've spoken about, don't let go of your routines. Try and keep the kids in the routines. Yeah. I mean, as as much as you can. You don't have to be ridiculous yeah. about it. And then this one is, I found to be super helpful. Grocery shop and meal prep beforehand, if you mm. can. And you don't have to do everything and cook every meal you're going to eat, but just have some things like you were saying, you prep the breakfast in the evenings, something like that, Mm. because it really just takes a big load off of you having those things already there. And especially if you are a lot of my friends, their husbands do most of the cooking. Absolutely. So if they go... No, it's not the not not the case here either. We so all have like scurvy. When I go away, I cook meals for them to have. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> My boys would actually look like chicken scurvy. nuggets with arms and legs if Gordon cooked, because that would be it. <laughs> Tony's actually quite good at cooking. It's I don't let him in the kitchen that often, but um, yeah, that's. <laughs> but Why? I really think that when when you, uh, I'm such a control freak about the kitchen. I will, like, sometimes on a Saturday, I'll say to him, okay, you go. But then I will still try and tell him how to cook the meal that he's planned. That's so annoying. <laughs> so annoing. Backseat cooking. There's nothing worse than backseat and, cooking. No, and he's so sweet. He just looks at me and he smiles and I'm like, okay, I'm going for a walk, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know your place. <laughs> Um, last two little tips was to line up support and support doesn't necessarily mean, you know, having people over, but if you, if you have a parent or a aunt or uncle or a family member, friend, neighbor, or even a babysitter, if you have the means, let them know that you might need them this week. Mm. If you need a hand with anything, if you need someone to, if you had a terrible night, you need someone just to come and sit with the kids while you have a nap or just yeah. take it easy. 
anything like that. Or delegate um, on, it can be on the very house chores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know too many of my friends who would come and clean my house. <laughs> Willingly compulsory <laughs> underpants. <laughs> if you give them enough um, wine, then I've got a couple of friends that would probably do <laughs> And then the last tip was stress management. Mm, um, important one not stress enhancement okay so and i used to make this mistake a lot <clears throat> i should have brought this up earlier this was one of the biggest mistakes i would make when the kids were in bed and you know i'd had a tough day with them whatever it was by the time the kids went to bed i was like i'm gonna have a glass of wine mm. And then that glass of wine, I'm thinking it's relieving stress and all it's doing is adding stress to my life, messing with my sleep and then it messes with my next morning, all of that. So when your partner's away, I'm not saying don't drink alcohol, drink it if, you, if you're that way inclined, but just know that it doesn't do you any favors. It's not an effective yeah. <laughs> stress management routine. There are, other, there are um, other ways of kind of de-stressing at the end of the day that will in fact, help your quality of sleep and your energy levels the next yeah. day as opposed to sort of like throwing them off off whack. Like yeah. sitting down for 10 minutes and just, I don't know, listening, putting some calm music on and just doing some deep breaths, a little bit of meditation if you're into that. Otherwise, a nice warm bath with some Epsom salts or something. Yeah. Otherwise, a cup of herbal tea. Just like find another way to, to de-stress from the day. Because I agree, I mean, I absolutely love a glass of wine, but it never makes me feel better the next day. And when you've got a long week ahead of you with no with no help and support, you need to be looking after yourself first and foremost. Yeah. And looking after future you, not current you. You feel like you're looking after yourself in the moment because you're having a glass of wine, you're going to feel de-stressed. But then future you is not going to feel so great. Yeah. You're just giving future you a punch in the face, really. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So I think that's about it. We got on solo parenting, Jones. What do you think? Is there anything you I'm, wanted to add to that? Mm, I'm trying to think because I'm in it now. But yeah, I think pretty much I just rely on keeping a good structure to the day and trying to like keep on top of the things that are going to help me. So as you say, the, the food prep and stuff is, is really handy. And I've been able to spend a bit of time with the boys because I'd, I'm not standing over the stove making oats. I, I pop the oats in front of them and add the other, I get them to like chop the bananas and I'm getting them involved in the kitchen and then we sit down together and they'll eat their breakfast. And so I get to have that little bit of quality time with them then. But it also, it's just helpful to have things in the fridge that you can just grab and so that you're not mm. just cooking and slaving away in the kitchen all day. And then, so I kind of set aside one hour every evening to make sure that everything for the next day is as far along in the process as it can be. So I've, I've even been going as far as to pack the car with all of their school bags, their water bottles, everything. So it's, it's something I don't have to do in the morning when it's inevitably going to be a rush anyway. I have all of their gloves mm. and their boots and everything lined up at the front door ready to put on. I even last night eat, put their toothpaste onto their toothbrushes ready to go <laughs> for the morning. I was like, because <laughs> even, but even with all of these things, time saver, yeah, <laughs> even with all of these things, these little hacks done, it's still hard to get them out the door on time in the morning when it's, when it's just yeah. you. So doing as much as you can the night before without 
you know, stressing yourself out too much. I find giving yourself a little like window to do it and then making sure you've also got a window for relaxing and downtime is kind of important. And, that, and that's what's, what's, what's helped me. And I felt like this, this time around, it's just been moving a bit more smoothly because of it. Um, and then, yeah, that, I think that's about it. I think, and then just also not not overbooking yourself with things, taking things a bit easier. Yeah. Because as much as the thought of like being with mates and surrounded by playdates and stuff is tempting because it makes the week go quicker, it's also very tiring. So it's a bit of a trap that you can fall into. Yeah. Um, but that is it, I think. Just to add to that last little bit, just don't put that extra pressure on yourself mm. because... You're looking after your kids. You're alone looking after your kids. That's pressure enough. Mm. And then also check in with your with your with yourself, yeah. with your own emotional state. Yeah. I'd say yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, do you know what the other yeah. difference is between this time and last time? What? Is that Harry is at forest school some of the time? <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. Obviously, Harry only only started going to his little nursery. He goes two and a half days a week, and he started going when he was three. So last year which was this september so any time before then when gordon was away it was obviously just me and harry all day long morning till night without a single little break from each other and it actually has really helped i didn't have anyone really that i could just sort of drop him off with like i don't have grandparents that live in my town or anything like that Mm -hmm. so that was quite hard because i just never got a, a break until they were in bed and then by that time after looking after kids all day i was exhausted and I think having the little break now with Harry going to forest school has been really good for me mentally because I can just sort of have my space to breathe, get some stuff done, and then I'm ready to go again. So if you are able to yeah, let someone else look after your kid for a little bit, like you mentioned, babysitters support, yeah. such an important one. Yeah, I think that's it for our little solo parenting episode. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say the end? I will. I've got lots of stuff to do, so the end. Bye. (laughs) We hope that you got a lot of value out of today's episode. And if you found this episode helpful in some way, chances are your friends will too. So go ahead and share it. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week with more. No, but this is good because our podcast is just going to be a lot of a lot of ramblings and a lot of laughter and a lot of informa- helpful information in between. A lot of helpful information in between. Yeah. yeah. Most of it's going to be ramblings. 